This episode is brought to you by Santos Threads. Make sure to visit Santos-Threads for the latest and greatest in men's and women's Latino urban-inspired streetwear. Visit santos-threads.com. Hey, you are now listening to the Santos Says Podcast, episode number 34. Once again, back for more. Make sure you guys follow me on uh, social media, of course, Instagram, Santos Thread Shop, as well as on TikTok, Santos Thread Shop. And of course, back at you. Make sure you guys, if you guys are watching on the YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share the video, the whole thing. Back with you guys once more. Happy to be here. Uh, yours truly, uh, Santos, proud owner of Santos Threads. And of course, uh, back here for another episode. My guest today is a singer. She's an artist. She's a true vocalist. I mean, I, I was able to stumble across her on social media. And quite frankly, uh, I was impressed with her ability to not only sing, but also the presentation of how she presents herself. And so as far as the artist, how she is, right? You could tell there was talent there. Um, and I certainly, I, I was impressed with the music I heard. And so um, she's going to be joining me. On this episode, she goes by the name of Amaya Santos, and of course, right, Santos, Santos, had to bring her on. So, long lost family member bringing her on, and uh, happy she's going to be having the, uh, I will be having the privilege of uh, having her join me, and we're going to talk about her, we're going to talk about her career, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what she's up to these days, some of her inspirations, the whole thing, just have a great conversation, and uh, have a good one. So that's what we're going to do. And without further ado, she's here. And um, I'd like to welcome to the show my guest on here, of course, Amaya Santos. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, how are you? Thank good, you. Thank good. you for coming on. Thank you. Good, good. Um, so I, I was talking about how I stumbled across you. I stumbled across your work on um, social media. And of course, you always have so many artists and, um, you know, influencers and business people, right? Entrepreneurs all over social media. So you get flooded. Literally, your timeline gets flooded with stuff. So um, since I, you know, given my what I'm doing right here with with, with social media and, of course, with, with uh, the podcast, I when I see artists and I see certain figureheads, I want to take a look to see what, you know what it is they're about, right? Because um, you never know when you have someone who may be a good guest for the show. So I stumbled across your your music, and I heard your song "Carousel," which we will get into. <laughs> but um, before we get to that, let's talk about you. Let's. So let, I guess let's just start with you. What is your? So just just kind of give us some background as far as where you come from. And who is Amaya Santos? Okay. Um, I have been singing since I can remember, literally. Um, but I've always been kind of shy. So I was singing like in school choir, ch church, and um, music is always something I really, really wanted to do. But just it just looks so like far away or like unmanageable for me. Um, and then during, when the pandemic hit, I was just like, you know, 
the one thing I wish I always did as when the world was staying still was like, I wish I would have just done music. And so that's when I really decided, you know, I'm going to go for it. If other people can do it, I can do it. And um, I had never written. I've always been singing. And I decided, you know, I'm going to learn how to write music. I'm going to learn how to produce it. Um, I'm going to learn how to record it. I'm going to learn everything about it. And that's what I did. Um, I started recording. Um, and I released my first song last year in June. And I haven't stopped since. I've been writing nonstop, creating new music and uh I am. I love it. You know, I've been performing and my first performance was just kind of like when I went on stage, I was nervous. I was shy. But after I did it, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, it just was a different experience. I just knew I'm like, yeah, this is this is what I have to do, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. It's almost like you feel that that sense of fulfillment. It's a sense of calling. And you found out, right, that you're a natural. I'm sure to some degree. Right. Humbly, of course, you felt like, hey. I'm pretty good, right? So um, I guess what I want to know is because oftentimes, you know how when we're kids, we always have dreams of, of, it seems like we always dream about either being an artist, a singer, um, a musician, an athlete, right? Something like that, based on whatever we see on mm -hmm. TV or media. And so I guess I'm curious, was there ever a time when you were a child, um, when, if any time as a child, did it come to you in your head when you're saying, hey, um, that you saw someone that really influenced you. So I guess, let me know, was there, were there people in your life that influenced you, that part, and also like, at what point was it for you that you felt, oh, I, I could sing or I wanna sing? I mean, I have like pictures of me being like two year old and videos that my dad bought me like a boom box before I could even walk or talk properly. And there was this song in Spanish song, like a merengue and it was called, uh, Flaca. I didn't know the words, but I would Flaca, just sit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I would sit there and I would play my boombox and like dance and sing. And I think that's as early as I can remember it, like really being something that I loved as far as music. Um, and then growing up, you know, I grew up in Florida, but for the summer, my mom would always bring us to New York and I would stay with my grandmother and my cousins would come and I would plan out these whole like shows where I would sing and they would dance. And um, when my parents would come pick us up, then we would like charge them for a show. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, like from a young age, I always knew it was something that I really loved and wanted to do. It, just growing up, my dad, um, he was like very much into like get your education and do something like he wanted me to be a doctor. And he was like, school is so important. And he just kind of implanted that in me. And so music was not like so much an option for me. I just felt like I need to get my education. I need to, you know, have a degree and have all of that. Um, and so kind of just, it was just like a dream that I never got to like fully fulfill because I was just always so stuck on that, you know, have to get your education. It's really important, um, which, you know, I'm glad I did. Um, but yeah, I, I, since a young age, I can remember listening to like Juan Luis Guerra, who I love, Lauren Hill, Mariah Carey, were a lot of big influences that I would go home and just like sing in my room. So. Oh, that's awesome. And, and again, you know, when you now full disclosure, obviously you're Latina, right? So tell, tell the audience what your background is. Oh, yeah, um, I'm Latina. My dad was Dominican and my mom is from El Salvador. So a little bit of a mix there. Good mix. That's a good mix. Yeah. Yes, yes, definitely. Definitely. And um, again, with that, you get, it sounds like your father had a really 
um, strong influence in your life. As you mentioned, a couple merengue songs. You mentioned oh, yeah. some merengue, so right, Flaca was the was a merengue. Yeah, merengue, and, yeah. So, I guess like who are some of those artists that you would listen to? Because it's funny, all these artists, right? Like obviously you're not, we'll, and we'll get into the the genres and stuff. Obviously you're you're you know, with what you do with your music. But I mean, all these things kind of like formulate in our brains in our subconscious. So how did this kind of influence you as far as like having? It seems like that all stuck with you, right? The merengue songs kind of ha- would have a an influence. Seems like you got you got that from your dad. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, growing up, I would listen to like a lot of Juan Luis Guerra, um, Fulanito, you know, like that kind of music. And what I love about it in general is like Juan Luis Guerra would always mix like a lot of jazz with merengue. He was always mixing different elements, which is something that I, I like to take from my own music. That I, I just like to think like take things that maybe normally wouldn't be in the same genre and mix them together. Um, I did that with my song Late Night Thoughts, like adding a violin there, but still making it a little bit hip hoppy. Um, Hold Me Down, same thing. It's like kind of like a poppy guitar, but then I put some Spanish in there. So, you know, just mixing different elements and different genres are things that I was listening then and that I still love to do now with like Fulanito, for example, taking like typical merengue and like making it very hip hoppy. So I really love mixing things together and just making it work in my own way. Yeah, no, I, I respect that, especially since, you know, oftentimes there's, there's like pressure, especially when the artist is trying to find themselves. Um, me just being a fan of music, obviously, um, I don't make music, but just understanding that there are so many pressures to kind of right? Come up with that song that's going to go viral or that's going to catch fire, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like the fact that you mentioned that there are so many elements that are inspiring for you that are kind of trying to find your sound, right? Yeah. And it, did, it didn't escape me that you mentioned that you produce some songs. Talk to me about that, um, you as a producer. Uh, um, I'm more of a co-producer. I feel like I'm learning uh, like so much in a short amount of time. I'm trying to learn how to play piano. I'm trying to learn all this software, how to record my own music. And um, it just kind of came from wanting to do things myself, like not having to rely on other people. The producer that I worked with on Carousel, like he's like in a completely different country. We don't speak the same languages, but we communicate through music. I'm like, this is what I want to do. And I'll show him like, this is how I want it to sound. Or he'll send me like what he worked on and I will take elements out and we'll work together that way. Um, and, you know, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to learn as much as I can and to be able to express my music and my thoughts and my ideas. It's one of the hardest things, like when you have an idea and you're like, this is what it sounds like in my head and trying to get it out. And so I think the easiest way is just to kind of start to learn how to do it yourself. And not that I'll fully be like a full producer, but just to be able to also sit with them and say like, this is what I want and this is how I want it done. um, I think it's very valuable. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of value in that, especially since you're able to understand music better. And I believe that the more, especially in this age of artistic independence, if you will, I think that that is a humongous factor. Because so many times you see new artists coming out and they're like, oh, well, I got to pay for production. They don't have the money for the budget. They got to pay for studio time. They got to pay for all these things. And the fact that you're able to learn how to produce and listen, you mentioned something 
about you being a co-producer, but you know what? That's something to aspire to. Definitely. As you learn, you're gonna become a fun, you know, full-on producer before you know it, you're producing for others. So I'm sure that's a goal in the back of your mind. It's something you can do. Yeah. Yeah, the 100 percent and, and so you mentioned carousel. You said the carousel was produced by someone who was completely over who was overseas yeah. and does not speak the language. How were you able to make that work? Um, we would have like Zoom calls. So with Carousel, I got this idea after speaking to one of my friends and she's like telling me about her relationship. And I was like in my room and I just got the, we go round and round. I recorded the audio and I was like, you know, this is what I imagine. I imagine like a slow guitar and I'm just like playing the, like mouthing what I think the guitar would be. And, um, and that's how we started working on it. And I sent him this audio file. I'm like, this is what I want it to sound like. And we develop it together. Like we were just doing Zoom calls and um, and I would record in my in my home, in my room. And uh, that's how we, we built the whole song. So I'm really proud of it. Yeah, no, I mean, I heard the song a couple of times and um, I, I liked the, what I really liked about it well, the song, it's a very good song, but what I really liked about it was the concept. I thought the concept was very refreshing. It was unique. At the same time, it's something that all of us can relate to in a certain way, right? Because for those listeners out there, um, the concept of the song, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because this is how I interpreted it. Um, it's kind of like just being, you know, stationary in the same place, like just like like it suggests, right? The carousel, the ride, right? Um, at a theme park. And it's kind of like you're going through the ups and the downs. You're going through everything, but it's just you're still stuck. It's in motion, but you're stuck in the same place, right? Yeah. So that kind of that's kind of like what where you were where you were going with it, as far as like the emotional ups and downs, what happens. And I think we all can kind of relate to that. Yeah, definitely. That's why at the end I end with like we go nowhere because you know it's just going up and down and like going through this roller coaster of emotions and uh and not just like amorously but also like amicably like some of us may have like friends that ha are like we have one-sided relationships or people that you know you should like leave aside and move on from but you're just like oh maybe they'll change maybe they're a good person and you don't want to let that go but at the end of the day it's just like not the best thing for you and so that's kind of the whole concept of carousel no yeah i i loved it i i heard that song I'm like man it's a good song um, and the production, as you mentioned, obviously you, you got that producer to on board to be able to make that. But it reminded me, now you can correct me if I'm wrong. There was parts, there were parts of the actual instrumentation and it, it sounded like a full-on carousel. Like a Yeah, that, like a, that was also the idea. Is that, right? Is that true? Correct? Okay. Yeah, that was also the idea. Like I really wanted to start with like one instrument, like very simple, and then we kind of built on it and then it would come back down and just yeah, we really wanted it to sound like your, you know, the whole ups and downs of a carousel. So it did sound okay. So I, I was just, I was just trying to think if it was just me or if it was you that right it sounded like a carousel. It did. So I, I was like, oh, this is great. This even sounds like, like a ride, right? Yeah. It sounds like the ride in the theme park. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's awesome. And um, so I want to ask you about some of your because we'll, we'll talk, right? Um, what are you? We talked about this offline, but what are some of the, I mean, how would you identify yourself as far as the genre you sing? Would you identify yourself as an R&B singer, um, soul, 
How would you categorize, I should say? How would you categorize your... your yeah, I think I'm a mix. Like, I really love R&B, and that's what I... When I came in, I'm like, I'm really going to do R&B. But um, just after I started performing, I was like, you know, I really want something that people can dance to, and, you know, that's going to really get the crowd moving. And um, that's when I worked on, like, Hold Me Down. It was the middle of summer, and that's a little bit more poppy. So I think I'm, like, in between R&B and pop. Um, with a little bit of Latin, because I also like to mix mix that into my like pop songs. Um, so yeah, just kind of in between the R and B and pop. Nice. No, no, that's great. And um, you know, you mentioned obviously. Look, we know what's going on in the Latin market. I mean, the Latin market and the what you call mainstream English speaking market are more merged than they ever have been. Uh, the lines are so blurred, and and there are so many opportunities to cross over, right? Cross over and, and, and get into the Latin market. What are some of your ideas or, or some of your thoughts, if any, as far as that in the future? You ever thought about um, crossing over to the Latin market, Spanish speaking market? And what are the pressures, if any, you may feel as a Latin singer, as a Latin American, you know, American Latina, you know, making music in English? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just kind of like test testing the waters um, and doing more like a Spanglish thing um, with my music because I, I really enjoy and love listening to both. Um, and so like with Hold Me Down, we kind of tested and I'm also working on another song that will be more Spanish and have a little bit more Spanish from my family's side end. You know, they only listen to uh, Spanish music and to my music. Um, so there, of course, are like, when are you going to release more in Spanish? And I love doing it. I think it's it's very fun to to be able to do it, but um, but also to be able to mix it with like the English and to have a little bit of both uh, for those who are not Spanish speakers, that they can still sing a little bit along and, and the rest they can learn. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, I think it's always good when you're able to bridge that gap and, and kind of because, you know, it's a natural thing. We always want to kind of just, it's almost like we want to please everybody. We don't want to exclude every, anybody. Right. So, you know, you have that. And then you also have the element of, hey, this is my culture. You know, I want to also, I want to embrace my culture. Yeah. Um, you know, because it, you don't want, I mean, how many times you've seen, um, you've seen sometimes uh, there may be that perception of, hey, so-and-so is a sellout. Because, you know, they're Latino or they're Latina, but they don't want to sing in, in Spanish. They don't want to acknowledge. I'm not saying that's what you're doing. You know what I mean? But and so like that's the perception. Right. I'm sure you've seen that. And, and that's not necessarily fair either. So. Yeah, definitely. So who are some of your favorite artists growing up? Um, it could be in any genre, just in general. I mean, I was obsessed with Mariah Carey growing up. Uh, so definitely Mariah Carey, Lauren Hill. On these guerra, I would love growing up. Amy Winehouse were some of my favorites growing up. A little mix of everything, yeah. Yeah, no, Amy Winehouse was such a talented individual. Um, obviously, very tragic how she, you know, she wasn't able to stay with us longer. But the music that she made, the way that she, she was so talented. She did so much in such, in such a small amount of time. Um, Lauren Hill, same thing, for for an, in another uh, what is it in another way, right? Because she kind of made one solo album and just disappeared. 
Yeah, sadly, but everyone still listens to it till this day. I think like you can always put on a Lauren Hill song and just instantly like any age people know it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I love Lauren Hill, especially as well. Um, what always fascinated me about Lauren Hill was, you know, because I, I'm a big time hip hop head myself. Um, I love R&B as well, but I always liked her as well as a rapper. I appreciated her as an MC, like she could rap and sing equally as good. Yeah. She did both well. Yeah, definitely. But um, I, I guess her dropping one LP, I've always said like her just having released one LP kind of added to her mystique in a way. Um, I think if she were to drop an album, I don't know, next week or whatever, people would look into it, but it wouldn't be the same. Like, I, I think this adds to her mystique, the fact that she only released one LP. Yeah, definitely. Yes. So tell me about what, like, some of your, so I know you, you mentioned the production part. You mentioned learning how to play instruments. Who would be, if you were to, I guess, who, if you were to pick out one artist to work with, like, let's say they're going to bring you to the studio, you're going to work with an artist. It could be any any artist past, present, whomever. Who's that one artist that you say, you know what, I think I could work with that artist. We can make beautiful music together. Oh my gosh, there's so many options. <laughs> um, I would probably say, I mean, I would say Kanye. I really love his beats. I think as a producer, he's so great. Kanye, okay, Kanye. Yeah. No, listen, Kanye West is an absolute genius. Um, now, I'm not going to be... A, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm not going to be a hypocrite about this because I made a previous podcast episode where I made the... And again, you can chime in and we can, we can talk about it. I made an episode last year about the, on the podcast mentioning how I thought musically Kanye West was not as good as he used to be, that he was actually, okay, so I'll say exactly, I, I said basically he was washed up as, as a producer, as an mm -hmm. artist. Um, and, the re and the reason for the harsh criticism is because the expectation is so high. I have such a high, I, I grew up a huge fan of his. So I feel like he's taken a dive as far as his popularity is at an all-time high. But I don't feel like the music, the quality is what it once was. What are what is your take on his music today? Do you still feel now again the production is is different from him as an artist? Him as an artist, I'm not crazy about him right now. Um, but that's my opinion. What is your take on him right now as an artist? And do you feel he still he still got it? I mean, I think that as an artist you're constantly changing and evolving your sound, right? And as an artist on his level, I think that he's able to experiment with more, with a broad different amount of things. And yeah, do I love his previous production a bit more than I what he's putting out now, 100%. But um, as a producer, I think that he's always like taking these different chances on things and experimenting with new things, which is what's fascinating about him. Um, I also think that like when when he started, um, he had like something to prove. Now he doesn't, so maybe that's why you feel like it may be a little different. Like he can literally put out 
anything and people will still be like oh it's Kanye and you're gonna hear it and I think that happens with like a lot of artists where you know they'll put something out and even if it's not your favorite song the radio will keep playing it and you'll hear it everywhere and then at the end of the day you're just like singing along because you've heard it 20 million times you know um but I still think he's extremely talented um I just think that he's taking different routes and um producing different kinds of music than what he was doing in the past yeah no, yeah, I agree. It's, it's kind of like, it's almost like a, a gift and a curse, right? Because the gift is you having this talent and, and having the longevity. The curse would be they're always going to compare your new work to your old body of work. Yeah. So that's part of the, that's the struggle, or yeah. if you will. The struggle or the dilemma, I should say, with being an artist of his caliber. So, yeah, totally. I, I, agree, with, um, I agree with you there. So what are your... I guess I want to know what are your plans now, right? Because I know you, you've been promoting this single carousel. You've had other songs that you've made, um, other music. What are your plans now? Like, what are the plans for Amaya right now um, moving forward? Um, more new music. I, I've been, you know, I since I started releasing music last June, I just put out singles and I started to work like on an actual body of work. So an EP, um, which I'm really excited about. And just to continue to grow, you know, I not I've been in this industry for a very short amount of time. I'm really proud of how far I've come in this short amount of time. Um, but I want to continue to grow and continue to learn and to continue to evolve. And uh, yeah, just keep pushing and keep putting out new music. No, definitely, it's it's um, it's good. It's really refreshing to see that you're because you don't see a ton of female producers. So when you mentioned that you're working on becoming a producer, um, obviously you're a vocalist and, and, and you're, you know, you're working on your craft as far as uh, the instruments. I really, that really caught my attention. When I was like, all right. And, and you write your own music too as well, correct? Yeah. I mean, when I first started the first producer who I worked with, he's just kind of like, at the time I was just like, not, I'm like, not happy, upset about it, but he told me something that was really valuable and that stuck with me. He's just like, a lot of people can sing, but you need to be different. You have to be able to write. You have to be able to produce. You have to be able to market yourself. You have to be able to do everything because that's the only way you'll stand out. And he pushed me a lot to like write my own music, um, which I'm really grateful for because I'm like, I don't even know if I can write anything. And um <laughs> And once I started, you know, it was just just became very easy for me to do it and to put my ideas out there. And the same thing, like with producing things, he'd be like, you know, if you want to record from home, I'll show you how to do it. You know, I'll show you what you need to do. And just because it's that much easier for me to get my ideas out, because once I have an idea, you know, I can't make you understand it unless I'm able to express it in some sort of manner. And so, you know, I'm really grateful for them who have really pushed me to, to learn and to, you know, same thing with like trying to learn piano. Cause they're like, you know, you have to be able to express it musically. You can't just hum everything. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I've, I've been very lucky to have those people to, to give me that push to, be able to do it and to learn and to and to grow definitely definitely um with as far as uh you know what you represent really because um as far as what you represent as a latina uh a singer an artist producer songwriter i mean you're adding these different things to your repertoire and all that 
um, how do you view yourself as an example um, to, to others as far as like, how do you, how serious do you take that? What is that? Like, what do you view yourself as, as far as how important is that your image and the example you set? I mean, I think for me, it's very important with my image to be myself. I think that, you know, when I first started, the reason I never didn't, didn't do music before is because I was just like, it was something that seemed so far away, something that I wanted so badly. And now that I started it, I feel like I can't stop. I would be letting myself down. I'd be letting down the people who listen to my music, um, everyone who's come to my shows, my friends who've been in my music videos. Like for me, like I take it very very seriously because I've also seen like the people you know that DM me and say I love your new music or I like your new song or you know like all of those things for me is like I can't just let myself down I also can't let down these people and so it, it just kind of drives me to keep to continue going and to you know keep going every day and to to try and expand and to grow. I No definitely um, I really appreciate hearing that because I mean it, it's similar for for me too. I think we all can relate to that in a certain ex, to a certain extent, right? Because it, we all need that as people, as professionals. We all need that. That positive reinforcement goes a long way, um, and I think that that adds a little more fuel to your to your engine, if you will, to to just kind of power forward and kind of yeah, persevere. Definitely. Yes, definitely. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, so before we go, I want I want to ask you because you talked about how you would be interested in doing a crossover in Spanish or, or kind of like little by little towing into it. So I'm curious, what are some of the other genres? I know you mentioned merengue. You grew up with listening to merengue. Would there be any other genres in Spanish that you would say, hey, I'd like to experiment with this genre? Um, yeah, I mean, like growing up, we listened to a lot of bachata, so maybe. Um, but again, like I love mixing genres together. So if I can, you know, figure out a way to do it and still be kind of in the R&B genre, um, definitely. I, I really love mixing different sounds together and different elements together. And I think bachata maybe in the future uh, could be something, but we'll see. <laughs> there you go. Uh, a bachata from Amaya Santos that would be pretty good right there. You heard it here first. Um, they, you know, I mean, yeah, and bachata is such a a very, you know, what I like about bachata is the, the line between bachata and R&B as far as subject matter is it's right there. I mean, you can, subject matter, you can really, it's, it's very easy to kind of do that. So you may be able to start a whole new genre yourself. Um, <laughs> Right. If you're able to pull that off and and that's great that you have the aspirations to do that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So. All right. So before we go, um, any last words, anything you want to uh, plug, uh, feel free to anything you want to promote. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't checked out Carousel, please go do so. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at I am Amaya Santos. And I'm also worked on a music video for Carousel that will be releasing um, in the next two weeks towards the end of the month. So make sure you look on my YouTube and uh, and look for that new music video. Awesome. Awesome. Um, thank you very much for joining me. And of course, we'll plug all your stuff as well in the description um, on the YouTube video as well as on the uh, audio platforms as well. 
Um, Amaya Santos, uh, thank you for joining me. I appreciate yeah. having you. It was a pleasure. Uh, you guys, make sure you stream uh, Carousel. Um, oh, let everyone know also the, the platforms where they can uh, stream Carousel. Yeah, all digital platforms, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, uh, Amazon, Tidal, all of them, Deezer. <laughs> Yeah, also, if you go on my Instagram, um, there you you can see all the plat uh, streaming platforms for it. All right. Oh, sounds good. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Amaya Santos, everyone, uh, thank you very much. And uh, look forward to seeing that video as well. And uh, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. So uh, that was my guest. I want to give a special thanks to my guest, Amaya Santos. Um, great story, interesting story. Just seeing people to have the, really to have the wherewithal to pursue their dreams. And um, I really, really, um, you know, like seeing that when people, because we're all, one lesson we all can learn is that we're, we at times we have hesitations. We're scared to, not scared, but, yeah, we may have a little fear to, to pursue our dreams. Um, we may have some trepidation. There may be some uh, things that prevent us from going all the way with certain things. And, and so it's always good to see people take that leap of faith uh, to be able to, you know, go for their dreams and pursue their dreams. So um, great story. Of course, you guys make sure to follow Amaya Santos on uh, Instagram. Uh, check out Carousel. And uh, look out for the music video as well um, for Carousel. And, of course, that was episode number 34. Uh, oh, make sure you guys check out Santos-Threads. We got the podcast merch on there. And um, the spring collection is coming soon, so you guys be on the lookout for that. And, of course, as always, don't just say what you mean or mean what you say. Say with your chest. <laughs>